Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, church family. Good morning to those of you who are uh, joining online. Uh, And this will uh, be on our website. Um, Today is a great day. Today is a great day because... I get to just celebrate with my family all the good things that God has done uh, through his church in 2022. So it's actually a really exciting Sunday. I'm so glad you're here to celebrate with us and to hear the good reports, to hear the stories and the testimonies. It's really great. Before I jump into Kingdom Builder Sunday, I just want to make a personal invitation on behalf of myself and Lisa to all the married couples and engaged couples in the room. We want to invite you to Better Marriage, which is our um, special event for you. It's going to be a great morning. It's a Saturday morning. Um, on February the 11th. I know some of the, um, I'll say gentlemen in the room, maybe more specifically gentlemen, are thinking Saturdays are like gold. Don't take my Saturday away. So I promise you, you'll have your whole Saturday afternoon and evening. Just come and be with us in the morning. Um, The cost is $25, and that's per couple. So that means it's only about $12.50 per person. It's a bargain. Now, the reason why we have a charge is because we want to treat you well. We want to give you some snacks, some food, um, some um, entertainment. We're going to have a fun time together. We'll laugh. Lisa will, as Lisa does, tell stories about me that I don't want her to. So if you want to hear those stories, you can come. That's just my little invitation to you. I'd really love you to come and be a part of this uh, with us. It's a great, great event, and it's been in our hearts a long time, actually, to have this event uh, here at the church. COVID got in the way, so it's like years in the making, so it feels really good to have that. So come join us. That's it. Now, on to Kingdom Builders Sunday. Kingdom Builder Sunday 2023, we have a theme, and I want to share it with you right off the top. It is for all to hear. And that really communicates the heart of Kingdom Builders over this last year, and it's become our theme for 2023, for all to hear. And let me read you a verse that in many ways shares the heart of Kingdom Builders for all of us, okay? Here it is, Romans chapter 10 Verses 13 to 15. Verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can someone say amen for that? We believe that. We believe that when people call on the name of Jesus, their lives are forever transformed. Their their home is secure in heaven. We believe in the power of the name of Jesus, as was already mentioned this morning. But Now Paul begins to give us an important argument in the form of a series of questions. Let's look at them together. How then can they call on on the one they have not believed in? And he asks another question. And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Hey, how many of you say, Paul, those are good questions. I I certainly, when I read that, I said, man, that makes a lot of sense to me. And this is the heart of kingdom builders. We want everybody to hear. And we know the only way they hear is if the church rises up and says, we're going to send people out into this world to make a difference. Can I hear an amen? 
So that's why Kingdom Builders is so important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to explain what Kingdom Builders is. I'm going to explain why Kingdom Builders. And then I'm going to talk about the how you become a Kingdom Builder. So firstly, let me just say um, it's a new year. Some of you are already saying, Andy, I'm with you. I'm a kingdom builder. I've heard you over the years. I'm with you. We're in. Others of you are brand new to us. It's a new year. There's lots of new people. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing about kingdom builders in terms of what it really is. And maybe you've been here a long time. It's just a reminder that this is a huge piece of our vision. Our desire is to be a dangerous church. Not reckless, but dangerous to the enemy's camp. Did you hear that in the song? And your pastor gave a little shout off the front row, a little, little sore in the throat, because I believe God's called us to be a dangerous church that takes ground from the enemy. And we want to be ones who communicate the gospel. And so this is a big, a huge part of our vision. So what is Kingdom Builders? Andy, please tell me. I'm so glad you asked. So Kingdom Builders really is our way to pool together all of our above and beyond giving. We just pool it all together and we say, you know what, we want to make a massive impact in three places, on, the, on global outreach, on local initiatives, and when it comes to the future of Christian leaders for the next generation. These three have become priorities for us. And so you can simply remember them. Global, local, future. Why don't you say it with me? Global, local, future. This is really what we've done is we've taken everything that we've done in the area of, you know, missions and special projects, and we've pooled them all together to be kingdom builders. So we're talking about global outreach, like uh, working with our global family on their projects and their outreaches and their church planting initiatives. In the local context, we're talking about church expansion and uh, community engagement and church planting and buildings and, and development. And that's where Heart for the House lives within local outreach in kingdom builders. And then raising up future leaders. We're talking about leadership development. We're talking about Christian education support. We're talking about youth and kids and young adults, all that they need, and we want to bless them. So instead of having all these different buckets where you'd give to this or give to that, we just say, let's pool it all together. Let's present a, a grouping of uh, projects and initiatives that we want to see fulfilled. And then let's just get busy giving toward that. It streamlines it all. It helps us rather than having all these different focuses. We say global, local, future, let's give and let's see God do something great. So I said over and above, because obviously this doesn't happen on a Sunday without the faithfulness, financial faithfulness and generosity of God's people. And Pastor Lucas said it right. This is a generous church. This church understands its role and knows that this lighthouse, that by the way, we're celebrating our 100th anniversary this fall, this lighthouse is important. And this lighthouse shines light for many. So we know that. And that's where our tithes and our, our basic offerings go to keep things running, to to meet our monthly obligations, including supporting our global family. So in other words, in order for them to have a home, for them to have food to eat, for them to live wherever it is that God has called them, we support them monthly through our tithes and offerings. And then we say, what's in your heart? 
What are you dreaming about? What is it that God has burdened you with for your area? And we say, okay, Kingdom Builders is just going to help you do that. We're going to help you do that because we believe that you're not just called there to live. You're called there to do ministry. And we want to free you up to do that. So that's very, very exciting. And so it's building the kingdom of God everywhere. And I just want to celebrate with you that over the last four years, we started Kingdom Builders in 2019. So 2019, 2020, not anybody's best year, right? 2021, 2022, that through the generosity of God's people here at Coastline Church, you have given over $1.7 million to build the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. That is good. That is so good. And I thank God for it. And I'm excited to share with you that this year alone, friends, you did more than you have ever done for the kingdom of God. You gave over $635,000 to kingdom builders this year. Come on, give yourselves a hand, church. You're a generous church, loving God and loving the world. And I, I'm so thankful. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to be able to share this with you. So, okay. So we've talked about what is Kingdom Builders. Now, I just want to show you, I just, want to, I just want you to get the what in your heart a little bit more. So let me show you what you have done this last year in the form of a video. Now, this video is going to blow your mind. Is it okay for me to say that before you see it? You're like, no, it didn't. It didn't blow my mind at all. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Um, this video is going to blow your mind because I want you to know that this little church, now look at you, you're mighty, but your little church on the, on the southern tip of a little island in a little country called Canada. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel small. I'm just saying, think about what God does. What God does when God's people say, I want to be used by God. And so I want you to see all the good work. And this is only a portion. This is only what we could film and record um, of what you've done this year so that we can really, really celebrate. Take a look. Hello, Pastor Andy. Hello, Church. Большое спасибо вам, церковь из Канады, за то благословение, которое вы передали нам для покупки данного бруса. Мы приобрели благодаря тому, что вы пожертвовали. Hey, glad tidings. This is Melissa here. I'm at the Lviv Pediatric Hospital that you guys have helped with, and we're here in the storeroom with Dr. Larissa and her team, uh, just showing you the supplies. And we just want to say thank you so much. You know, this is an important work. I just spoke with uh, the doctors here. And it is really all the critical cases for children who are in desperate need. So we thank you so much, and we hope that you'll continue to support this incredible work. Thank you. Thank you. amazing to remember where we started as a small house church and over those years uh, we've grown to be a city impacting church multiple campuses all across our state and just doing so many initiatives to reach uh, to train and be a blessing to our city
Hey church, behind me is 200 hampers that we're going to be distributing to families in need all around the greater Victoria region. We want to thank you for giving to Kingdom Builders and helping to support this initiative. Hi church, here we are on a very snowy Thursday. We're just saying, hey, we're going to always make sure that we get food to the people who need it. This is all the food going out to the mini markets today. Thank you, Kingdom Builders, for all you do. We're feeding hungry people because of your help. Hi, Church. I'm here with Marlene, the manager at the Cridge Transition House, and we're dropping off gifts for the eight women and 12 children who are here over Christmas. Thank you for your generosity through Kingdom Builders. You are making a difference. I'm here at the Victoria Pregnancy Center with Gina in their beautiful new space. They're going to be opening this winter with ultrasound machine and a nurse on call for women making important decisions about their pregnancies right in our city. Thank you for your generosity. We're presenting them with a check and we're so thankful for your partnership with Kingdom Builders. Hey, Coastline Church, joining in here from Forest City Church, and we just want to take a moment and say thank you. We are so thankful for all of your generosity over this last couple years as um, through your prayers, your giving, and your encouragement as we have planted Forest City Church. So if you're ever in the Metro Vancouver area, we'd love to see you stop by sometime. Yes, yes, 
Doesn't it feel good to be a part of a dangerous church doing God's work around the world? That's who we are. God has called us to be kingdom builders, and I am so thankful. I want to say thank you to all of you who have sacrificed. I want to say thank you for those of you who have given, who have responded to needs. I want to say well done, good and faithful servant. The Lord has taken what we have given and has done great work with it. So I am so thankful. I, I just honestly am feel so honored to be your pastor and to dream with you about what God is, has for us in store in the future. So we've talked about the what of Kingdom Builders. And I mean, you see that video and you understand a lot of the why, but let me just spell it out for you. I'm going to give you three thoughts on why Kingdom Builders. And the first one is this, because there is a great need. Our world is a world of need, and isn't it the church that says we're going to find those needs and we're going to fill them, and we know that in the process, the gospel is preached. We know that part of what we do is it's not just social work we're doing. We're bringing the gospel. We're bringing the hope and the life of Jesus to the world around us. There's a great need on the global scale. We need to bring more Bibles and more aid into Myanmar for those that have been displaced by a civil war because they're hungry and they're ready to receive the gospel. We need to support ministries that are reaching the refugee. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about the foreigner, right? And the refugee. And God is helping us to reach out to those who have been displaced because of religious persecution through a ministry called Life Raft in Thailand that ministers to people who are displaced. The story about Thailand is very interesting. Thailand has very poor, actually no refugee laws, so they don't recognize refugees, but they're a tourist nation, so they give out visas. So many people will get a visa to flee persecution and live illegally in Thailand. And so there's a massive crisis, so much need, and through Life Raft, we want to minister to some of that need. We want to feed people. We want to help with housing. Sometimes they're detained in, in these detention centers, and we want to help them get free of that. We want to give them hope in Jesus Christ. And honestly, you saw the need uh, at the very beginning of this last year when we came and said, listen, the war has started in the Ukraine. And you responded so amazingly, $100,000, over $100,000 for the nation of Ukraine. I want you to know every dollar was sent and every dollar was put into action and was there to meet needs. I spoke to Peter Pollock this week, who is our missionary in Poland and in Ukraine, and he said, Andy, I just can't even begin to describe to you the need. It's just overwhelming. It wouldn't matter how much we poured in. There's still more need than there are resources. And so what we've decided to do is not be a church that just hears the news and responds and then walks away when the news is about something else. We're going to make a commitment again this year to do exactly what we did last year. I'd like you to join with me in giving and being generous so that we can give another $100,000 to the need in Ukraine. And we're going to do that through our partner church. The, the man you saw in the video, his name is Roman. He pastors a church in a town that has been bombed out. It has been shelled. And he brings relief. That's what he does. So he needs, he said, Pastor Andy, uh, we just need some more help. And I said to him, okay, what do you need? Do you need, I start listing things that I think he needs, right? Generators, uh, food supplies, like what do you need? And he said, no, 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 we have those things. I, I can't tell you how refreshing it is to talk to someone who could ask you for anything and him say, no, no, we're okay there. 
We don't need anything there. He's a man of integrity. He's saying, this is what we need. And so I feel so good about working with him. He said, we need uh, funds for medicine. We need funds for firewood because, you know, um, the power has been shut down and the gas has been turned off and people are freezing. And we also need diesel fuel. Those are the things I need. And so I said, you know what? We're going to help you. I'm going to tell the church about it. Kingdom Builders is going to help you. And, you know, uh, God has been so good to us, and, and over the many years, we've been able to form these kind of partnerships. I want you to know that this pastor is the friend of a pastor that we worked with in Crimea years ago. And so there's connection, there's relationship, and we're just so grateful that God continues to help us to make a difference. There is a great need. There is a great need. And maybe you want to know a little bit more about what we've done over the past couple of years uh, on the global scale. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're also going to have a visit uh, from our, our a global family in Egypt who are doing amazing things. We can't tell you who they are uh, because this is being recorded and will be on the internet, but maybe you want to come and hear their story. Story, and I'll give you some other reports about good things that are going on. Um, and that's going to be at our Kingdom Builders fundraising dessert, which is February 22nd. So if you want to hear more about what we're doing globally, you can come to that. And um, your proceeds go to Kingdom Builders. So we're just doing everything we can to, to uh, raise funds for Kingdom Builders. There's also local needs, of course, and we want to continue to meet those local needs. We're seeing traction with a new potential church plant in the West, uh, uh, sorry, out in Sydney. We're working there and we're excited about that through our Ignite ministry and our welcome wagon. There's a new micro campus of a Coastline Church out in, the, out in Sydney. And so we're thankful. We're going to feed that. We want to bless that. And you might say, Andy, why are you so into church planting? Can I just explain this to you? If we give money for relief work, it's wonderful, but it's consumed and it's gone. And the need is there again. It's important and we have to do that. But why I so believe in church planting is because when you plant a life-giving church in a community, that church meets the needs of that community ongoing. And so there is a, a, a residual effect of the dollars we invest in church planting. And so that's why we believe in it. And that's why we do it. We're going to continue our ministry. We want to expand our fresh food markets. We want to do more with our Muslim community that we're ministering to, Syrian and Persian. We want to just continue those outreaches. We also have a real passion for the next generation. You heard me talk about this before. We want to disciple, train and release the next generation. So... This year is the year, friends. We've been working on this for a long time, but this is the year when we launch our ministry school. And our ministry school is designed to train and release young leaders. And so we're excited about this, and it's going to take funding from Kingdom Builders to get it done, but we want to champion the next generation. And I still carry this burden in my heart to see every one of our young people, our teenagers, have a missions trip experience, to see outside of themselves and see the world around them. These are some of the needs. Why Kingdom Builders? Because the need is so great. It's so great, friends. Why kingdom builders? Another reason why is because Jesus still wants to do multiplication miracles. Did you know that? He still multiplies what we give to him. You know the story of the little boy uh, who was there in the hungry crowd of 5,000? And the disciples, you know, Jesus asks them, hey, can you feed all these people? They're hungry. And, and the disciples do the math, and they realize there's no way. There's no way there's enough money. There's no way there's enough resource. We just can't do it. 
And so uh, Jesus says, what do you have? And so there, we found a little boy. He's got like five pieces of pita bread and a couple of fish. So what are we going to do with that? And Jesus takes that and does a miracle. Let's look at it in John 6. Here we go, verse 11. Then uh, Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. I mean, John says it so matter-of-factly. Let's remember it was five pieces of pita bread. They distributed to everybody as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And then verse 12, when they had all had enough to eat. Now, there's no pause in the storyline here, but we should all have a jaw-dropping moment. This is a miracle, a multiplication miracle right here. And he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. You know, let me give you a few thoughts about this, this story. This little boy, we don't know his name. And, and I, I think that's an important point, that the Bible is full of unnamed heroes. And so is this room. Kingdom builders often are unnamed. We're not doing it for the glory. We're doing it for his glory. But here's the thing I know. There's a reward for those who give what they have. And there's wonderful joy in watching God do what seemingly could never be done because the gift was disproportionate to the need. Obviously, you know, a few fish and a little bit of bread with 5,000 people. And yet God loves those kind of odds. And so here we are, this wonderful local church on uh, an island in the Pacific. That's what I tell people when, you know, when I'm, when I'm in meetings. I say, well, you know, how are you doing? I say, well, you know, I'm just, just a, a pastor on, on a small island in the Pacific. You know, here we are, yet God loves to take what we have and do something amazing with it. Before God does a miracle, though, he always brings us face to face with the need, right? Always. And that's what we've been looking at. Although God has used us so beautifully, there's always more. Why? He's bringing us face to face with the need. David, face to face with Goliath. Peter, face to face with the storm before he walked on the water. And this little boy, face to face with 5,000 hungry people. And yet God brings us face to face with the need. And so that he can then begin to do his miracle work. And so let's have a face to face moment. I feel like God's been speaking to me, friends, and, and I've talked to the leadership team, and they've, they're in agreement with me that we believe that this year, our 2023 goal is not going to be 635,000, but it's going to be 750,000. We can do it, friends. God wants to use us. God wants to use us. He still does multiplication miracles. And I believe that this is from the Lord. Three quarters of a million dollars. God wants to use us to bless the world. And so now we're face to face with the need. God can begin to do his miracle. Kingdom Builders is wonderful. It's so great because it meets the needs that are so great. And because God still wants to do multiplication miracles. And, he, and thirdly, because God wants to use you. God wants to use me. God wants to use us. Let's go back to our text for just a minute. John 6, 12. It says, when they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. I want you to notice how, how specific Jesus was with the overflow. It's not to be wasted. The overflow has a purpose. We use a term in our culture called disposable income. <laughs> 
and disposable income. What is it to be, what, do you, what does that say? Well, you just dispose of it. And where do you dispose of it? Wherever you want, it's disposable. And I wonder if what God is saying to his church is, listen, don't let anything be wasted. Don't let any of it be wasted. Gather it up together and let's see what God can do with what we have. Now, listen, let me speak very specifically and carefully to the church. There are those of you that live on a fixed income. There are those of you that have taken a real hit um, during this financial time. There are those of you that say, I don't have enough for what I need. And I want you to understand that this verse starts with the premise. It starts with the premise that they had enough to eat. I want you to hear me say that. There's some of you that are suffering. You're struggling. This is not a sermon designed to put a further burden on you. It's not at all. So please remove anything that feels like burden or weight or authoritarian leadership. That is not the heart here. The heart that I care for you is that I've been praying for you and I believe that God wants to meet your need first. The miracle was there for the disciples' benefit as well. It wasn't just the crowd. All the disciples ate too. And so I'm praying that God will send a multiplication miracle into your life as well, that you will have everything you need. And then you're going to look around and say, Lord, how is it possible that you've done more than just provide? You've given me extra. And I believe that for you and pray that with you over your life. And so for those of us who are saying, you know what? I can say with confidence, God, you've been so good. God, you've provided. God, I have more than enough. So Lord, help me to gather it up because I know that I'm the seeds of the miracle that God wants to do. You are the seeds of the miracle God wants to do. And when you walked into church today, God said, here comes a miracle. I can see, them. I can see those people right now because the miracle always begins with the, when people come face to face with the need. But the truth about miracles is this. God always uses the people that are present to work the miracle. And some of you are saying, I think I need to get out of here. I'm going to crawl under, army crawl under the pew and get out of here because I think Andy might be talking to me. No, no, I think God might be speaking to us because he wants to use us. Yes, that's right. He wants to use us. And often we want the miracle to come from somewhere else. But hear me say this, you are the vehicle for the miracle. You are. You are. I am. We're it. And God wants to use us. So I've given you the what. I've given you the why. And now let's talk about how, how does kingdom builders work? How do we actually work a plan that would make a difference in the kingdom? And so I want to give you a simple strategy because everybody needs a strategy if you're going to do this kind of a thing. You would never try to make a financial step without a strategy. You don't accidentally save a bunch of money, <laughs> right? You need a plan. And so I want to just, as an example, use one of our wonderful missionaries, Sarah and Christo Emmanuel, and their story uh, from Chennai, India. So here's their beautiful family. That's Christo, Sarah, and their three beautiful daughters. They're a little bit bigger now, but this picture is just so cute. I just had to use it. Uh, let me show you their amazing church. You saw some footage of it, but this is Pastor Christo. And this is his church family in Chennai. The thing that you don't know is that this building is built on the footprint of a single family dwelling home. 
You can't do that in Canada, but you can in India. And there's proof right there. And so he built the biggest building he could possibly build on the footprint of the house. And so, you know, you see that beautiful church and we praise God for it. But I want to tell you the story. Here's where it started. Look at the next one. Here's Pastor Christo in the living room of that house that was there before the building was there. And what I want you to see is that it started simple. It started with this little plan. Just, we're going we're gonna to build a church. And, and we're going to just start by preaching to people. So they had a plan. Here's what we can do. We can use our living room. That's what I've got. And they started the church there. And then God, over time, turned that plan into a vision. You know, we could probably knock this house down. And we could build a church. Look at this next photo. There's Pastor Christo. Just, Lord... His eyes are just full of dreams. Can you imagine, Lord, someday we're going to fill this place with worship? And that's what he did. I mean, you can see that in in the picture. That's that building. I think Pastor Christo, when he was standing there on the floor, he saw that. He saw that because he had a vision. He said, I don't want to just do church in my living room. I want to build a church that thrives. But that's not where it stopped. He had a dream as well. And the dream was to plant churches. And so now what was once a house church has turned into a multiplication movement, planting churches across India. And just this last year, through Kingdom Builders, we helped him plant this church right here, 200 kilometers away from their mother church. That is amazing, that is beautiful, and that's inspiring. And so I want you to know when it comes to your life as well, as a person, as an individual, as a family, God wants to help you do the same thing. He wants to do this same thing in you. So I would say, let him give you a plan. In other words, you can say, hey, what can I do from my current means? Like $25 a month? You know, what is it that I can do? Like Lisa and I, we've just decided we give a certain amount monthly to kingdom builders beyond our, our, our tithing. And, and I think you just, you know, you just start doing that. Just work your plan. Make a plan, work your plan. But you might say, you know, is that actually going to get the job done? Well, it sure will be a tremendous base for what God does in kingdom builders. But then maybe God's going to give you a vision And that vision is basically you saying, you know, what could I do if God helped me supernaturally? And and I believe that as soon as you activate your faith that way, it gives God room to do something else. God, what could you do? What could you help me do if it was a supernatural thing? God, could you give me a raise? Could you give me a new job? Could you give me a big old tax return? God, what could you do to help me supernaturally to do something? And I think if you have a plan and a vision, write the vision down. That's what the Bible says. Write it down. Okay, God, if you help me, I'm going to give this much. I'm supernaturally believing for that. It's amazing what God will do when you exercise your faith that way. And then You know, just like Christo, this dream to plant all these churches. Is it possible that God wants to give some of you who have a plan and have a vision, would he give you a dream? It's been so fun. Just this week, I met with someone who said, Andy, someday I want to give this much to Kingdom Builders. 
And I thought, wow, I'm actually going to tell the church that. I'm not going to tell them how much it is. And I want you to know, I don't want to know how much that is from you. Keep that in your heart. God, someday I want to bless the kingdom of God in this way. And keep that in your heart. And will you just do one thing for me? When God shows up and you actually do that dream, will you tell me so I can celebrate with you? Because I have a feeling this year, somebody's going to fulfill their kingdom builder's dream because God's going to bless you and he's going to use what you have to minister to the world. I want to pray with you. And it's really just a time for Thanksgiving, friends. When I was talking to God about this, you know, it's, these kind of messages are a little bit hard to preach, um, probably because there's some stereotypes in regard to like churches and money. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just uncomfortable because we think our money's private and we don't want you to step on our toes or, or whatever. I, they're hard. These are hard messages. Um, but when I, when I was talking to God about this, I, I said, God, I just, I just really believe that the world needs to hear the truth. And none of this is for any of us. This is for you, God, and this is for your glory and for your kingdom. And, but God, how are we supposed to actually move the ball down the field? How are we actually supposed to do more in an economy like this one? And I felt a correction from the Lord. And it came in this simple phrase, and I'll share it with you. It was, don't do the math, just do your part. I thought, wow. God, that just, I needed, I needed that. The disciples did the math and they were like, how in the world is that ever going to happen? And God said, don't do the math, just do your part. And can I just release every single one of you from any sense of obligation at all? And can I just say, would you just do your part? Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let God speak to you about, God, what are you calling me to do? in regard to kingdom builders and just do what he says. You just do your part. I'll just do my part and we'll watch God do the miracles. Amen? Just bow with me for a moment. Lord, I find myself strangely, uh, probably appropriately humbled today simply because I'm, I'm mindful, Lord, of, of what you've done this last year and how you've helped the church. God, what a blessing. You, you've helped your church to thrive again this year. And, and for what you've allowed us to do to help a hurting and broken world. And I just ask, Lord, humbly, that you would now just gently direct our, our thinking and our hearts toward your good purposes. I just take pleasure in saying, Lord, this is, this is Coastline Church. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our homes. Have your way, Lord, and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.